So welcome to another episode of The Shredded Show today. And today we have got an incredibly inspiring young lady, uh, Lauren Tickner, on the show. So her story and background is fascinating. She's originally, I believe, from Surrey, local to myself. Um, she went from a fitness influencer with Gymshark to now a business mogul uh, and successful lady over who's moved now to Dubai, who I actually met with recently. So uh, welcome very much onto the podcast, Lauren. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. I'm grateful to be on here and that we got connected recently. And I'm sorry to rub it in, but I did just get back from a nice walk on the beach. So, yeah. Yeah, not quite the same here in grey, rainy Surrey slash London, but uh, there we go. It's interesting, we were just talking before we started about how um, Dubai and London both have their benefits. Dubai is incredibly inspiring, but there's too many distractions, whereas like here in the UK, it's very easy to concentrate because you've got so much going on, but it's not quite as inspiring. It's just like, yeah, it's trying to figure out what, what you want, you know. If you want to just put your head down and work, I think England is great. But I always found that I would just end up getting really lonely. And I don't know if that's because I don't really have many friends in the UK who are quite so like-minded. Um, or just because, you know, all you're doing is working. And then when you go out, it's kind of a little bit miserable outside. The weather, it's all right. Summer was good. But again, I guess lockdown is kind of crazy right now. But hey, let's not talk about the weather being yeah. like classic let, let, British. Let's move on to that. So let's go to the, the inspiring stuff, which is obviously your journey. So um, obviously you're 23 now, I believe, Lauren? I am, yes. Christ, it makes you feel old. I'm 31 next week. So uh, yeah, impressive stuff. So take us back. How, how did you first get started into the world of uh, fitness, social media and becoming a quote unquote influencer? Oh my gosh, this word is so funny. Like I just never saw this happening. You know what I mean? It's probably the same with you though. I had no intentions of ever being an influencer or an entrepreneur at all. In fact, I remember in school, um, every single year we or every couple of years we would do this massive thing where the whole school would essentially get put into groups of people across all the different years, and we would have to come up with a business idea and then you would pitch it. And I remember every single year. Whenever we did it, I would hate it because I hated how I never had the mindset of thinking about a product, you know? Um, I always just thought, you know, I'm just not, I'm not a creative person. I don't understand this type of thing. So how I actually got into all of it was pretty much through starting a fitness Instagram account after having lost weight in a really unhealthy way. And so essentially I was bullied in school and people would call me Mackie Bees. Because as a teenager going through puberty, I had a shiny forehead, you know, and I just, I, they would just say, oh yeah, you're greasy, like Mackie Bees. I remember I was, yeah, slightly overweight and it just, it literally killed me inside. And I was so aware of the fact that I was bigger than girls my age at like age 13 and 14, but I had no idea what to do about it. And I intentionally ate healthy quote unquote. However, the thing was, I didn't necessarily realize that although I was having bran flakes, you know, a huge bowl of bran flakes with milk is, there's a hefty amount of calories in there. All of these nuts that I'm having, you know, all of these wraps, that's still got a large amount of calories. And so I remember one time, I don't really know how I came across this, but I came across the term calorie deficit. And I've always been someone who's very, very naturally curious about everything. And so I put that into Google and I remember typing in essentially what is a calorie deficit. And I came across a page where it literally said, eat more calories than you consume on a daily basis. Sorry, burn more calories than you consume on a daily basis. And so I was like, okay, 
that's interesting. So then I was, I remember that a gym had just opened up at my school, but we weren't really allowed to use it much. So I remember, again, it's like you forget the intricate details, but pretty much I then started going to the gym and burning on the cross trainer. I entered my weight and I was like, it's going to tell me how many calories I'm burning. And it would always tell me I burned until 500 calories. Then I would get off and every single day I would fast the whole entire day, do that right after school and get home at like six. And I would eat around 300 calories. And that was it. And so I thought that I was in a 200 calorie deficit because 500, I burnt, yeah, minus 300 was obviously a 200 calorie deficit. So I was thinking, I'm doing this really sensibly. And obviously I lost weight rapidly. I didn't have an understanding of your overall BMR and all the different, you know, components, like total day, you know, just, just like thermic effect of food and your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. I didn't know this stuff, you know what I mean? And so I mistakenly thought that, I was in a healthy calorie deficit and then it became very unhealthy and I started getting obsessed with losing weight. People started saying to me like, oh, hey, Lauren, you look good now. And I started getting attention from guys and I was, you know, within six months I was tiny and obviously it wasn't a good thing because I started getting really bad panic attacks. And so then long story short, my panic attacks were so bad. I couldn't last a full day in school. That's why now I don't have any caffeine. Even to this day, nothing because I don't want to risk putting myself in a position where I might have a panic attack. Um, and for a long time, I didn't drink alcohol either, right? But back to that whole entire thing, I then got to a point where I was just so unhealthy and I looked in the mirror and I was literally like, I want to be successful, but I'm never going to achieve any level of success if I'm having a panic attack every day. Because my vision was always that I wanted to become a female CEO of a FTSE 100 company, you know, ideally in asset management. It's just what I wanted to do. And I always knew that I wanted to achieve big things, but here's the thing, like, I was just mentally so unstable. I was, I remember the moment where it all changed for me, it's like, my mom had picked me up from school and I was literally like, I need to do something about this. And she drove me, we went to like this doctor and I remember like, my brother's disabled. So I remember he was having, like, he has seizures and epilepsy and he goes into this status where he's like, kind of non-responsive. But my mom was there like with my brother sat there who genuinely, has real disabilities. And I was sat there having a full on panic attack. Like I was literally, I couldn't breathe. I thought I was gonna die. And I remember they put me on beta blockers to slow down my heart rate. And um, honestly, I, I, I'm not someone who takes medication, but I needed it this time because like, it was the only way to alleviate the physical symptoms. And it actually did allow me to get some space to then do the mental work I needed to overcome the anxiety. And so it took many years to get over it. Um, but basically what I was going to say was at that moment when I really hit that point where I was like, I need to do something about this. I started going onto Instagram and I was like, I'm going to hold myself accountable to this. I want to meet other people who are also trying to be healthy. And this is, I was 16 years old. You know, I was, I was young. This is back before Instagram was a thing that people did where everyone has a fitness account. It was weird to do this back then. So I had this private page. I didn't want anyone to find it. And look, I'm rambling on now, but that's pretty much how it all got started was through me wanting to basically connect with other girls my age who were trying to be healthy rather than skinny because there's this whole fitness community on Instagram. And I haven't really shared this much publicly. Honestly, I've never shared it on my own socials. But like there's this whole community of people who like are cheering each other on with their eating disorders. And it is so bad. People on there like self-harming, people on there like how many more days can you go without eating? 
And like, I used to follow all this stuff with a private account back before I, I changed my account to being like what was back then called Lauren Fitness. Um, and so it was crazy. Yeah, it's like mad. I kind of forgot about it until now. But that's kind of how it all began. I wanted to just go, get towards positive energy. What's very, very interesting there is you have a lot of similar traits to myself in my upbringing in regards to, um, like I was overweight when I was younger and that was like a big chip on my shoulder. And I think is probably something that's maybe, uh, I used to get bullied a bit and like people won't believe that now. People think I'm genetically gifted, but like. Yeah, me too. They're always like, Lauren, you've got such a small frame. You're so lucky. I'm like, honey, you make your own luck. <laughs> you create the life you want, and that's what people don't understand. And I think, I know for me, that's probably like a skeleton that's always going to be in my closet, and it drives me very much. You think that something's very much the same for you? Oh my gosh, 100%. Because even now, it was so funny. One of the guys who used to really be nasty to me, um, he was in Dubai last week. I didn't end up meeting up in the end, but he was horrible to me. And I remember when I was about 17. He came out to me at a party and he's, you know, he's, he's nothing special. This And I was literally just like, are you seriously, are you seriously saying this? Um, and so even now it's just so funny when you go and talk to people who were nasty to you in the past, they now want to, you know, find out about what you're doing. How did you do it? And all this. And at the end of the day, like, I, I can't lie because I find that it's it's quite um, it's one of those things that will always motivate you. You know what I mean? Like I think to prove people wrong, even though it's coming from a negative place, I think it's powerful to sometimes um, use that energy to force you to achieve more. You know, hundred percent. I think it's one of those things like turning a negative into a positive is incredibly powerful. And I think that's like where you can take the best out of the situation, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm so with you on that. So with you on that. So obviously your fitness Instagram account obviously like sort of exploded from there onwards. How did you go from like having a normal fitness account and you end up working with Gymshark? What were the next steps from there? Obviously there must be in some sort of progression path. <laughs> yeah, so there was quite a lot in between that. Um, the first thing was that people started coming to me for like how Lauren because I shared my I shared my transformation pictures like Lauren how did you do this and at first I was really resistant because I was like well I didn't do this in a healthy way you know but now that I've learned that losing weight is easy like making money is easy but maintaining it is the hard part now that I've learned that I'm really grateful that I did share what mistakes I made and what I would have done instead um because then what I ended up starting to do was I would share you know this was a mistake whole brand like I was fully I was like a proper nerd always like researching like uh, yeah like very in-depth stuff that was totally unnecessary for me to know I just wanted to know it for my peace of mind kind of like what I do in business now but um (laughs) so with regards to that basically um yeah so many people kept asking me and I had like literally 500 followers at this point they were asking me like Lauren I've been really struggling with under eating like can you can you help me you know do this in a healthy way and I, I didn't have any qualifications or anything. So I thought, you know, I can't help you. 
um, now I've done my personal training qualification and I've seen what it's really like. I, I know with certainty that my knowledge was significantly better than, you know, 99% of trainers out there. It's, it's very unfortunate. And I think the curriculum needs to change, but it's the same thing with, you know, the schooling system. And I could harp on about the educational system for many, many moons. So I won't go down that now. Um, but after I was doing like online coaching and I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. I had a few friends. I knew the guys from like, you know, 3DMJ and all that. And um, basically after school, <clears throat> I decided that I didn't want to go straight to uni. I wanted to do a year in industry. And so I basically had to do all these assessment days and was fighting against people who had like master's degrees in investment banking, investment finance and a corporate appraisal and all this stuff. And I ended up landing a job at an asset management firm, which is so funny. My, my uh, friends and everyone always thinks that like my dad got me this job, but my dad was never in even near this industry, you know? So I find that's quite a funny thing because um, people don't always don't want to believe that someone's been able to create everything for themselves. You know what I mean, Charlie? Like we were saying, um, and so anyway, just going back to that, I was at this job and it was, everyone thought I was so successful from the outside, but like inside I was just so unhappy. And all I wanted to do quite frankly is I just wanted to be able to go to the He threatened to keep me out of the house and he was like, Lauren, you're you're basically getting rid of the biggest opportunity of your life because he always wished he had gone into finance because there was obviously a lot of money in that. Um, now it's funny, he, he's very happy that he actually didn't, which is nice because he saw like how unhappy I was, etc. But anyways, um, so back to what I was saying, because um, I was doing all that stuff on Instagram while I was working there, at this point, like I probably had like 3,000 followers or something, you know, but back then that felt like loads. And I just decided when I quit my job, I'm going to start online coaching. Um, and so I got a few clients and I kind of just started doing it because people were asking me for it, you know? Um, and I made so many mistakes. Oh my gosh, literally, I would, I was so afraid of selling and <laughs> you know how it is. Uh, I was trying to like get everyone into my email. But as time went on, like as I was continuing to do online coaching and posting really helpful content, my following grew pretty quickly. Um, and then from there, yeah, I mean, I guess that was when I started working with Gymshark, et cetera, et cetera. And when all that happened, I must admit, I got too big for my boots. I was like, I'm working with Gymshark. I don't need to like have a business of my own. But thankfully, I don't know what it was, but something kept me, you know, I kept, I kept my own stuff going. Um, cause then obviously when I got dropped, that was when all the other people that got dropped started coming to me like, hey, Lauren, you know, how are you still traveling? How are you still doing all this stuff? Um, and then I helped them start their online coaching. And that's sort of how I fell into what I do now, basically. That's a fascinating story. And it's one of those things that like I say to other people in the fitness industry so much is that like that p people have very deluded ideas that uh, being sponsored by a brand is the end goal is like, no, you want to be the brand because then yeah. you're in control. Because if you, for example, like Gymshark with you, if that's your sole income and they drop you all your income's gone overnight and you have no control of that at all. Yeah, no, I'm so with you. And it's so, um, it's, it's so interesting because I used to chase that too. And I think that's the thing when you're chasing external, <laughs> external rewards rather than the internal gratification, you're always going to chase what is going to make me look cool. Right. 
having Gymshark in your bio, yeah, for sure, that looks cool. But you know what looks cooler? You know, being able to actually rest every night knowing that you're building generational wealth and your family are going to have peace of mind and certainty into the future. I'm telling you, like, <laughs> from the outside, it's cool, but it's one of those fleeting things. And I think it's really hard to hear this message until you actually feel it yourself. Because if I'd have heard this, conversation four or five years ago I'd be like nah you're crazy like you, I still want that but at the end of the day if you're just doing it to get sponsored and for sure you you're probably passionate about what you're doing as well but just think you know is that really gonna be genuinely improving your life improving the life of other people around you that's what I always like to think about um and at the end of the day you're just an asset to them that they're using to make money I know because I run you know I, I run influencer campaigns um for some brands you know, that's a small thing that we do. And so you are literally an asset. It's transactional. And as much as people will say, you know, we love the people that we sponsor and stuff. Of course they do because you're making money for them. So it's kind of like the whole franchise model. The people that get rich aren't the ones that open a franchise. They're the ones who own the franchise, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit like a Ponzi scheme in some respects. But, like MLM, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally, massively so. Like, would you say that you, you fell out of love with fitness at all? No, um, but just going back to that though, I just want to say I have massive respect though for Gymshark. Like, oh, 100%. The, the, the business, the business side of things, they are, they are absolutely killing it with e-commerce. They are absolute geniuses. I think they were so smart to bring on um, the other guys onto the board and everything. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, I could talk about business with them all day long. I love what they're doing um, and I have no uh, bad feelings towards any of that, by the way. Um, I think what they're doing is so smart. And so, yeah, just wanted to make sure that that was clear because I'm talking like, you know, the business side of things, but the people that want to become the sponsored athletes, that's where you need to watch out, right? Um, but yeah, so just going back to back to your question. Um, no, I didn't. I, I honestly still love training. Like I, I've never... I've never taken like off more than three days. <laughs> and that was only because I was like throwing up. Like I genuine, I was really ill. I just genuinely love training. Um, yeah, so <laughs> that's it. I'm saying, one of the things that she mentioned there about Gymshark, I thought was fascinating is how, um, his name escapes me. Is it Ben Francis, the owner? Yeah, it's Ben. Yeah, so how he he realized that his abilities weren't best utilized in running the business and he was best to bring people on to help it grow and admitting that you don't have the skills or experience yet to fulfill that i think yeah. is an incredible leadership skill and also something incredibly brave to do because a lot of people will see that as you admitting weakness when in reality it's actually you showing your strengths and playing towards your strengths i'm so with you and i think it's interesting it's it's all of that like external um you know, that external view, it's like when you're operating because of what you want other people to see you doing, that's when you're always going to do things that in the long term aren't going to be the most effective for your life, your business, whatever, you know? Yeah, 100%. And it's one of those things you got to look big picture long term rather than looking macro rather than micro. Too many people look short term and like hand in front of their face rather than looking down towards the end of the road, if that makes sense. So true, literally. So true. Oh my gosh. Um, so coming to your current business, Lauren, like what gave you the idea for that? How did that sort of come into fruition? Yeah, so it really was when we all got dropped by Gymshark. The other guys were saying to me like, Lauren, you know, what are you doing? And I gave them a few tips and pointers all for free, just over DMs and WhatsApp or whatever. And they started online coaching and they were put on their Instagram stories like, guy, I think it was even maybe Snapchat stories because it was all the way back then. 
they've been like, guys, go click the link in my Instagram bio. Um, you can join a wait list for my uh, new program that's going to help you get shredded abs or whatever it was. Because that was sort of like the strategy I told them to do. And, um, and then they would post like, yeah, I've been working with Lauren, who's been like helping me. Da, da, da. And I don't know, it was nice that they did that. I guess they were just thankful that I helped them. And then their audiences who were like the trainers who were following the influencers, they would all be coming to me like, hey, Lauren, you know, what are you doing with this person? Da, da, da. And um, it was quite interesting because then I kind of had this, you know, a lot of messages and I was like, oh, I could kind of turn this into something. And at the same time, I saw someone who was in a totally different industry selling an online course. And I was like, huh, what's this online course thing? And I went down that route of like looking into it. And um, <laughs> he was selling a course about personal branding for like what this is crazy he has like no personal brand he has like four thousand followers because i didn't realize like he was talking about a personal how brand much was he selling the course for lauren then sure he broke up a little bit 997 dollars. Okay. the classic you know yeah. uh, classic price yeah they everyone always sells it for that um it's just a weird thing in the in the online marketing i don't know why but well it's price psychology but um yeah so then i saw him selling this thing and i was just kind of like this is weird. Like you're selling a personal branding course, but yeah, you have no personal brand. And so, um, I basically thought, Oh, well, all these people are coming to me. I can sell a course about personal branding. And so I started selling it and everyone that was buying it for 997, they were all people who were, I ended up finding out a few months later, they're all buying it because they want to build their online coaching business or they want to start online coaching. So I was like, ah, why don't I create a course on how to start online coaching? And then I was basically taking the market feedback, you know, and then I noticed that about from the courses, people only completed like 35%. And so I realized, well, I don't just want to get people 35% of, of a result. I want to take them the whole way. So why don't I see if what I'm doing in B2C, which was my fitness coaching, why don't I see if I can take that into B2B with the impact offer, which is essentially a, a fusion of a coaching course and consulting. And then I did. And that was when I started doing the high ticket business coaching. Um, and it was really effective. People just got the most amazing results. So yeah, that was, that was really interesting. And, uh, it just goes to show the power of actually taking on board the feedback of, you know, the market essentially. It's one of those sayings as well. It's like, uh, a genius doesn't have the right answer. It's the right question. Cause you, you always could be answering yeah. questions. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. Tony Robbins, um, always says that. And funnily enough, I was just listening to an audio book, um from dr d martini and he literally said that exact same exact same thing the quality of your life depends on the quality of the questions that you ask and how powerful is that i mean it's when you're willing and able to take the critique and be open and vulnerable to asking questions for constructive criticism new ideas new feedback that's when you're able to get scale and grow everything that you're doing yeah 100 percent. and it's across a multiple like every platform of your life will completely change once once you learn that skill um, so talking about another skill or attribute, which I think is the, uh, you'll agree is the biggest thing that holds everyone back, whether it be the fitness, um, the business, whatever it might be, is their mindset. How has your, obviously like at a young age, you've achieved a huge amount. How's your mindset developed? And is that something you've specifically put work into? Have you worked with anyone directly on that? 
Mindset is everything. I think it's interesting when it comes to whether it's business, fitness, whatever, there's kind of like three layers. The first layer is the strategy. You know, you need to know the facts to actually know what to actually do. The second thing is having the right mindset for it. And then I think the third mindset, and look, I'm not about to go woo woo and like, <laughs> like wishy washy, but it's spirituality. Now for me, that was always a really difficult thing because I'm not a religious person. I do not necessarily believe in God as it is, uh, you know, as we talk about God when it comes to religion. However, spirituality, I think, is even more powerful than mindset. And it's something which I only got really into in the past, like, year and a half. Um, and so I am someone who, like, <laughs> my brain is always going go, 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 super fast. And so I always have to be like listening to something, even if I'm, you know, putting my food in the microwave just to eat and for like five minutes, I have to be listening to some type of podcast or audiobook. And so I got really into podcasts when I was like 17 years old. And so to this day, I mean, I've still listened to at least one literally every single day since then. It's kind of crazy. Like I listen to it really on fast speed. Um, what, so that's what speed do you listen to it on? <laughs> what? On what my well my podcast they only yeah, go on two times speed most audiobooks like i try like if it's a if it's an english person i find i have to listen a bit slower if it's american normally i listen on three three point five times speed just kind of depends but like i just i don't know my brain operates fast and it's funny because it's helped me start thinking more quickly as well because you have to process the information so fast <laughs> um but with regards to that like and this was the problem for me. I always told myself, like, I hate reading. And quite frankly, I'm not very good at reading. And so for me, audio has really been so beneficial to me in so, so many ways, even just with my self-belief and ability that I can actually pick up information because I genuinely used to think, like, why am I just, am I just really unintelligent that I can't understand this? Um, and so with that, I, when it comes to mindset, it's one of those difficult things when it comes to, because you always hear people saying, you know, you have to exercise your mind like you exercise your body, which is facts. However, it's harder to put into practice because what actually counts as mind exercise, you know what I mean? Like you could even count going to the gym as a mental exercise because you're, you're testing your ability to persevere and to push your like willpower and like, and push your, um, push your, yeah, just, you know, strength. <laughs> and, um, so for me, it's been a multiple, like it's been multiple different things, but I think the power is in the execution, quite frankly. I think the biggest self-development journey is having your own business because so many, so many uh, tests and challenges come up, you know, whether it's employees screwing you over, whether it's someone, I don't know, like telling you they want to quit when they're like the best, biggest unicorn of your life, whether it's clients asking for a refund. Um, but when it comes down to things like that, people can take away and actually implement in their lives. There's two things that I do. One is that I always used to hear people talk about meditation, but again, like I used to find that it would make me start feeling out like I was going to have a panic attack because I was concentrating on my breath so much. Um, cause that was like a, a real trigger for me when I was having really bad anxiety attacks. Um, so I started doing like, I think it was a Headspace app and I did that for like a year. But then I found out about self-hypnosis. And so I started listening to these self-hypnosis tracks. I do it now every single day and I've been doing it for around a year and two thirds, I'd say every single day. I've only missed one day, which was when like the first time I went out drinking in about 
five months and then the next day I woke up at 10 in the morning and I remember just thinking to myself oh my gosh it's so late I need to get up I need to get out da, 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 da. so I missed it that day that's the only time um and then that was actually we just I was on a night out because I was with Alpha Lee for a while actually and then like we, we had some crazy night and then the next morning that was what I missed it it's so funny I remember it vividly it's just part of my day where do you um, find uh, where do you listen to these hypnosis tracks when you're listening so Joseph Clough, Joseph Clough is the guy's name. And if you just type hypnosis into the podcast app, he has this podcast called Free Hypnosis. But then we also have like, I can send you a direct link to put in the show notes if you want. Yeah, um, cool. I have one unlisted on YouTube. Yeah, that, that would be perfect. Yeah, that's just helped me like, I don't know. I don't really, I can't explain how hypnosis works. You just have to kind of do it because it obviously taps into your subconscious mind, right? And that's also, that's ultimately what it's doing. It's reprogramming your subconscious mind. Um, so you won't feel the effects. It's kind of like, you know, if you start eating a little bit less or start going to the gym, you're not going to see the effects straight away. But as you do it gradually over time, this is that same thing. And how and long do like, you do that for on a daily basis? And how do you structure it in to give people some like precise information? It's like a 20 minute track. And so that's like the one thing that I don't listen to on faster speed. <laughs> I, I have done in the past, which was when I was in a rush or something, I woke up too late, but then I realized like, Lauren, this is dumb. Just wake up 10 minutes earlier. Um, so I just wake up and I do it straight away. Like I, I don't do anything else. Maybe I'll go to the toilet and pee. Um, but like, then I'll just do it. I'll get back into bed and I'll just lay down and I'll just do it again, do it there. Um, and then people sometimes worry, like, what if they fall asleep? It kind of wakes you up, but maybe just set an alarm for like 25 minutes later, just in case. Um, that's, that's super helpful. Would you do that whilst doing anything else, like driving or walking, or is it literally just when relaxing almost? No, 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 no. You can't, you can't do it when you do anything else. And by the way, I'm sorry if it's cutting out. I think that in... That's right, it's no problem. People sit down while they do it i like to just lie down i don't know i I don't, I don't really like to sit down like right now i'm standing i just prefer when my spine is straight because otherwise i don't know it's, it just feels better for me um but then the other thing that i do every day is journaling so one of the really powerful things i started doing honestly in the past few months and i don't really know why i even thought to do this but basically every day i'll write down i will look back today on today and be proud that i dot 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 and then i'll write down three things so then the first one that i always write is that i give my all to all that i do and then what i'll do is i'll take like six to ten different areas and i'll write down for example like team right so i give my all to all that i do one of my things is my team one of them is my training but next to each word i put a little square and then I write like the line and then below it, I write 10 so I can come back in the evening and rate myself out of 10. So like, okay, with my team today, was I good? Like, am I happy with how I showed up? Yeah, so I'll give myself like an eight out of 10. There's always room for improvement, right? Um, let's say I set myself that I wanna hit 20,000 steps that day. I'll write 20,000 steps. I'll come back in and if I've achieved it, then cool. Like then I can put 10 out of 10. You see what I'm saying? So every day you hold yourself accountable. And this is one, one of the most powerful things because if every day you write down that you want to practice mindful eating, but then every day you're like three out of 10, obviously there's something wrong there. So you need to give that area of your life more attention. You know what I mean? And it is so, so powerful. I 100% agree with that. And it's, it's one of these things, what you, what you track, you can control and you can improve. So yeah. it's like writing it down and being aware of it is hugely powerful. So I think that's some awesome, concise advice. 
Um, so it's really, really helpful. But with your um, progression, so I'm going to go this in two different aspects. What was your biggest challenge you had as an influencer? And then what was your biggest challenge you've had now within the world of business and building a business? With regards to being a, <laughs> an influencer, yeah, I think, yeah, I think the biggest challenge was like, people have this preconceived expectation of you to constantly be showing up. Um, and it is pretty exhausting. And also people think things about you that aren't true. I'm quite happy in the sense that whenever, with everything that I was doing before, I was very sure of everything that I was doing. You know, I was doing it for the right reasons, the right motives behind it. So if ever anyone said anything negative, it literally didn't even, it just didn't hit me. I'd say actually the biggest struggle that I always had was that other influencers, quite frankly, they can be nasty. You know what I mean? Um, I had very bad experiences with other influencers. takes a photo for you and you don't tag them then they're gonna like lose their mind even though they'd never tag you you know what I mean like it's just I'm just not like this like I'm a very deep person as in like I can't engage in a conversation if it's surface level um I just zone out and so for me it was always like that and I just didn't really like that world quite frankly um my biggest struggle now the biggest struggle that we have at impact school is always the case of a growing business it's people problems um, our issue isn't with lead gen, it's not with sales, it's not with any of that, it's just people problems because we constantly need to be hiring new people, always, because we're growing so quickly. And so it's just one of those things when it's like, okay, we get accustomed to the way this person does something, but now we need to bring someone else on because it's too much for them. And now they, this person who was good at doing this thing now needs to become a manager, but they're not very good at managing people, but we need them to manage the people because they're the only one that knows the process. But now the new people, they aren't as good. You know what I mean? So it's just always trying to figure out how to put the right people in the right seats while scaling a company. Um, and then the other thing is also just like resource allocation. That's also challenging. Um, but it's sort of more higher level business things. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just gets more complicated as it grows. I can imagine. Um, from that side of things, do you find ever like you hit, like you can tell just from your voice and the way you are and having met like how energetic and driven and bubbly you are. Do you find ever that you hit a wall sometimes where you're like, I just need to take two, three days where I just take my foot a little off the gas. Or do you find that you're, you're sort of like you mentally you ever struggle at any point with some of the pressure on you? Oh man. Yeah, of course. Of course. Anyone who says that they don't will be lying. I've spoken to billionaires about this thing too. For me, it happens when I am, <laughs> I see it's, it's funny because I never used to think this about myself, but I'm actually really introverted um, in the sense of energy. And so if I am, for example, out for three days straight, this has happened, this has happened a couple of times in Dubai. And then I will literally, I just need a day to myself. I just need to go for a long walk, like literally for like three hours. I need to be able to just sit on my laptop, just watching YouTube videos about something random and writing notes about this area. Like, oh my gosh, I, I took, I took a day after three days of just being out partying, I took a day and I was researching, you know, um, basically things to do with private equity and business acquisitions. And 
oh, I'm telling you, that evening, I was like, I feel so good right now. I was like messaging my friends, hey, do you want to go out for dinner tomorrow? And if you'd seen me the day before, I was literally wrecked. Like, I did not think I was going to be able to, even when I saw you, Charlie, like when we met up that day, that was after I'd been out and about way too much. I needed some time for myself. But at the end of the day, you know, when you're trying to build a business, when you're, when you want to be scaling and growing you have to weigh up you know am i at this point where i'm willing to sacrifice a little bit of my mental clarity to actually go ahead and put myself in front of new opportunities and so some, that's something that i've actually had to do a lot of recently and i never used to think that this would be something that i'd even have to be thinking about as an entrepreneur but it is so important so yeah for me it happened like i'm telling you in the past in the past month it's probably happened twice where i'm literally just like oh my god i am I am just so burnt out right now. And I've heard people talk about burnout before and I have spoken about it to myself. And I used to think that you can't achieve, achieve. I used to think that you can't be a victim of burnout unless you are hating what you're doing. But I just don't even think that that's true now. I think it's just ultimately when you're not aligned with what is essentially um, your ideal way of living, right? So for me, I love going out meeting new people but at the same time partying like maybe once every two weeks it's fine for me but I was doing it way too much and it was causing me to not be able to show up in my business how I want it to be right I was sleeping in and I was just for me my my most important thing is being able to feel that I'm doing what I want to be doing like when I'm doing it and I just felt like I couldn't do that because I literally couldn't get out of bed before 10 in the morning which for me is so rare you know um so I was just feeling out of alignment and so yeah it happens 100% and you just need to know when to say yes and when to say no because obviously whenever you say yes to one thing you're saying no to everything else and so that's just something that you just have constantly to remind yourself of that's some awesome advice and to be honest with you that's something that I know you're the same as me. I struggle with massively because I absolutely love what I do. And I, this is not an opportunity me bitching about how, about anything, but because I get so excited, like when we, that dinner, we went for dinner in Dubai the night before I came back. I was so excited about doing new stuff that I got up like two hours earlier than I needed to, to go to the airport, to go and work like a lunatic <laughs> at like three thirty. So I was sitting there in the airport lounge, like working my laptop for like five hours for my flight and then just like wired myself. And then like, I get to the point for the last two days where I've been hammering it for like the last nine days straight. And I'm like, yeah, I'm starting to hit that wall where I've had enough a little bit now. And it's trying to learn of when, when to push and when to pull. And you can't always be gas pedal all the time. Sometimes you have to put the brakes on a little bit just to, just to know when you can go again, if that makes sense. That's awesome. And you know what is really interesting? I also find it hard in fitness. Um, so I always, always love to train. Like I love to train. I would happily train every day. Today I didn't train, I took a rest day, I'm like feeling a bit sore in my traps and I'm getting better at this now, but the only way that I've got better at it has literally been through realizing the benefits of doing it in my business actually. With my, So I just think fitness and business have so many similarities, but it's true. I mean, I what I've started doing recently is one day a week taking a pool day, right? So it's like, okay, I'm literally gonna make sure that I do this one time per week so that I can get that mental clarity because Again, I'm the same. I could just keep working, working, working. You literally take a full day off work? Um, no, no, not at all. I, 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 don't, I don't like to do that, quite frankly. I, mean, it's it's just, right. I, I always like to do a little bit. 
yeah, it's like, I, you know, I would like to get at least an hour or two done. For me, it's just part of my day. I just, I love to do it. It's like how some people love to just, you know, sit and watch Netflix. Like, fair enough. But for me, I would way rather be sat just watching CEO interviews. I can't lie. But um, whatever. But, you know, recently, literally a couple of days ago, I was just so exhausted. And so... I spoke to my head of operations and she was like, Lauren, look, I, I've got, I've got control of this right now. You're just creating work for yourself by trying to do stuff. She was like, just go chill out, man. And so I just sat here. I went for a walk actually. And then I came back to my apartment and, um, I just watched a random movie. You know, it was called holiday. <laughs> it was actually really good. Uh, but it was only good because it was so bad that I was able to just sit on my phone and just like scroll on random things. Um, and for me, that was so nice because sometimes I feel like I just want to do that, just mindless stuff. But taking those those pull moments for me has been about like realizing that, yeah, for sure, I can go out and see friends and do that. But that doesn't just have to be the only time that I take time away. It also can be like me going for a walk, listening to a podcast about some type of like spirituality or even just like about health or just about whatever. Like I always like to be learning. Um, and so my type of fun is kind of different to other people's types of fun. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard to answer that because quite frankly, I'm still learning. But at the same time, it's what works for me and it's what I like to do. 100%. It's the beauty of life is that you're, you are unique. I am unique and every single person is unique. And it's just an opportunity to try and maximize our capabilities of who we are and what we can achieve and like enjoying the process while doing it because ultimately if you don't enjoy doing this then why are you doing it when it comes to your fitness building a business like there is no point the whole point is that you enjoy it it makes you happy and I, I know you get a huge passion and pride from what you do as I do um which I think is an integral part of a, a fulfilled life Oh, I'm so with you, but it's with everything, you know, whether it's, you know, your the way that you're working out, if you're just dragging yourself through it every day, you ultimately will reach a level where you just can't do it anymore. So you need to find something that you love if regard. And if you, if you hate the gym, you know, of course, for certain physiques, you need to be getting in your, your, uh, resistance training. But if you really hate it, you know, exercising outside, like I have enjoying going for long walks right now i'm just gonna start doing just keep doing more of that like I, and then i'll go for a walk for like three hours and i'm finding that it's like giving me the time and mental clarity to be able to achieve more in my business and my personal life and then at the same time you know even going out with friends you need to make sure that you're actually enjoying it so i'll sometimes be out and i'll go for like an hour or so but i'm like i'm not gonna really gain anything more from being here so i i bounce and i leave and i think that's another really important thing to be aware of is that this applies to everything that you're doing. And um, when you kind of finally have that realization, it becomes quite freeing because you realize that you're not attached to anything. Um, and it, you don't have to, you, you're not forcing yourself. It's that you need to do the things that are gonna, that are in alignment with the type of person that you ultimately want to be. 100%. Now to wrap things up, Lauren, what would be your number one advice of coming to 2021 shortly, which is very scary. What would be your number one piece of advice for anyone going into next year to be successful with their fitness, health, business, and just life in general? I think just realizing that you, you have control. And if you feel like you don't have control right now, you can take your control back. And it comes through you 
as I just mentioned, you know, identifying what does the lifestyle of the type of person that I want to be look like? How do they wake up every day? What do they do every day? What are their non-negotiables? How do they treat their family? How do they treat their friends? How do they treat their employees? Do they have a business? How do they invest their money? Identifying that and then reverse engineering and making sure that you do the things that are in alignment with that. That's the most powerful thing because if you're right now not showing up that way, then you're not going to become that person, right? Um, And so just start showing up as the person that you want to be because I heard this quote one time and it's that the type of person you always already want to be is you already right now. The only difference between the two is that the person you are right now has the monkey brain hijacking you, preventing you from being that person, right? So take control of the monkey brain and show up as the person you want to be. I love that. And one other thing that I just, just reminded of something I heard, um, which I think it was on the Ed Milet podcast, is that when you when you die as morbid as this is, you get to meet the person you could have become. So like something I very much think about is like making sure that I maximize my potential of who I can be so that I live a life with no regrets to live my life the to the maximum i've actually literally like written on the whiteboard next to me uh life with no limits underlined because that's like oh my. my mentality at the moment that is amazing and yes it was something that i just started uh bringing into my days there's something similar actually i heard a japanese ancient proverb and pretty much what it was saying is how they remind themselves of death with every moment and i won't get into like the nitty-gritty behind it now but it was so crazy because when I was, I was literally in the gym, like when I heard this and then I started um, doing burpees <laughs> and normally like, you know, the way you do burpees, I mean, you know how it is, like you, you, you do them so that you can get them done. But at this point, I literally, the whole way that I work out has now totally changed. Cause like, I'll remind myself of this every like five minutes while I'm working out and I go full on into like savage mode. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of random, but it's kind of the same way that you're thinking too. 100%. It's just making the maximum of every opportunity you have and you never know when it could be your last opportunity. So that's one thing I'd like to finish on. So thank you so much for your time today, Lauren. For people to find out a little bit more about you, where's the best place to reach out and find out a bit more about what you do? Yeah, so just head over to Instagram or YouTube, LinkedIn, whatever you like the most. Lauren Tickner, that's my name. And uh, yeah, I also have a podcast called Impact School. It got hacked, which is a long story. I won't get into that now, but it is going to be coming back very soon. So by the time you're listening to this, I'm sure at least one episode will be up. So yeah, Charlie will be coming on that in the new year. Um, so that'll be that'll be a good time too. 100%. I hope you guys found this insightful, helpful, and will help you smash into 2021. And I've got four free ways that can help you for next year. One of which is joining the CJ Shredding Squad Facebook group. Link is below the podcast. You can jo- uh, join my completely free absolute abs training course. Again, link below the podcast. Subscribe to my YouTube channel where I've got daily videos coming out to help you build your best physique. And you can also book in a free six-pack strategy call to work with myself and CJ coaching team. Link below the podcast as well. So please share us your stories, guys. Drop me, uh, Lauren, a message with some feedback and we'll catch up with you in the next episode.